Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron, a program by Catholic men for Catholic men. And this is Matt Palmer, one of your hosts for Iron Sharpens Iron. I'm so excited for this program. And joining me is my co-host, my great brother in Christ, Devin Shad with Fathers of St. Joseph. Devin, good morning, brother. Good morning. How are you doing out there? Everything going okay today? Everything is good. How are you doing? We're at Columbus, Ohio. We are a little overcast, but it's a cool day. We've had a lot of heat. Uh, for those of you that are um, listening, this will be recorded, and it's, uh, it's the last day of August, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a hot August here, so we're excited that fall is on its way. So, um, Devin, we've got an exciting program today, don't we? We are joined by... Um, a young brother in Christ, a man on fire for Jesus and his church, Andrew Keeby, who is with St. Paul's Outreach. Uh, we'll learn more about Andrew and what the Lord is doing through him and his ministry. But, Devin, I wonder if you could could start us all off with opening us with a prayer, brother. Would you do that, please? Yes, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. The Spirit and the Bride, the Church says, come, Lord Jesus, and we pray that you will be with us in this conversation, that you'll send your Holy Spirit into our hearts and enliven us. And Lord, we just, we turn to your humanity, which is so real, a humanity that suffered, a humanity that was hungry, but a humanity that bled. We pray that we may also become holy and living sacrifices for you, Lord, that you would give us the courage and the wisdom and the tenacity to do it. Please anoint this conversation, Lord, transform our hearts, and allow us to do your will always to glorify your holy name. We ask this in Jesus' most holy name, and Mama Mary and St. Joseph, pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Living and holy sacrifices. I love that. Thank you, Devin. Well, Andrew Keeby, welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. It's so great to have you here in the studio it's with us. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It is, uh, what a joy. I've known this young man for probably close to 20 years, and uh, I've watched the Lord's hand upon him and just seen when a, when a young man gives himself to Christ, uh, what can be accomplished. So we're just so great to, we're so excited to have you on the program today and just to see uh, what the Lord is doing in your life now. But but for our listeners, let's let's go back a little bit, Andrew, and um, share a little bit. We often just invite our guests uh, to just share a little bit about their their journey in Christ, kind of how they grew up, and uh, a little bit of your testimony. So let, let's start there. That's great. Well, grew up here in Columbus, uh, beautiful, large family. I'm the oldest of 11, and grew up on the east side of Columbus, went to St. Charles High School. And in the midst of high school, I started being drawn away from the faith, actually. just I was afraid of what it would cost if I truly stood up for my faith, that I'd be alone. And so I started choosing other things and other priorities, and one decision after another just really led me to a a tremendous amount of emptiness. It looked like I had everything together. It was all successful on the outside, but inside I was empty. And it was in the midst of that, my, my mom encouraged me to sign up for this mission trip, to Honduras. And I, and I thought that'd look great on a college application. So I went and we went down there and we're serving these orphans in this orphanage and building them roofs and water towers and incinerators and taking care of all their physical needs. And they, they kind of didn't care about all that. They just wanted to be loved. And it, and it was, it was there. It was such a, 
such a glimpse of poverty, Matt. I mean, we we were out for ice cream this one time, and we're eating ice cream, and the, like it's like melting and dripping on the concrete. And as we were leaving, I turned around and I saw some other orphans there licking the drops of ice cream off the concrete. And it just you, you see something like that, you see poverty, and and you're moved and you're changed, and you start realizing how much you have and how much you're called to give. And so something started unlocking in my heart. I, I want to live for something bigger and greater. And over the course of the next months and years, decided to make a decision to go and serve after high school. So I I didn't go right to college. I, I moved to the inner city of Detroit and served poverty there, the, the children there. And they, again, hungered so much for this relationship. And it was there as I was pouring my life out, serving them, I was letting God into my life mm. and things were like grace was unlocking and I started seeing a new way. It was kind of going from black and white to high def, like, whoa, this is what the church is. This is what God is. This is what faith is. I want to to serve. I want the sacraments. I want community. And it was there the Lord spoke to me and he said, be a missionary. And I had, I had no idea what that meant. I thought that must mean I should be a priest in South America. You know, that's what being a missionary is. But when I went to Ohio State the following year, I I saw what what many describe as the greatest poverty in the world, spiritual poverty. I just mm. I saw it there. Mm. The young people just hungering. Devin, I'm I'm sitting here listening to our brother and uh let's just before he continues, let's let's unpack some of what we've already heard. Um Let's start, you know, Andrew, um, maybe Devin can reflect on, you know, th- those high school years where you were um, looking elsewhere for for purpose, for meaning, for um, an understanding of what life's all about. And, you know, Devin, whether whether somebody is 16 or 26 or 66, men experience this, don't they? One of the first parts of the journey is this is this thirst what we're looking for something but we usually are looking in the wrong places talk a little bit about that Devin, as you've reflected on that yeah well i i think it's very interesting you know andrew that i, I love what you said you felt like if you were to embrace christ or to follow the faith that you would be alone right and it's interesting because then your walk you know, brings you full circle where you're entering into suffering and you're not alone. Like suffering breeds solidarity, you know? So, you know, and it's so interesting because Jesus in the gospel, he says, uh, when the son of man is, he's, well, first off, he says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. And, and we mistranslate that. I, I think the, the, actually the translation we read at the masses, it remains just a grain of wheat, but that's not true. Jesus says it remains alone. So it's, it's really a great paradox that if we, if we hold on to ourselves, if we keep ourselves safe, if we're always secure and we've got enough money and we, 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 we got enough friends and we got enough prestige and honor and all this stuff and we hold on to it, we end up remaining alone. But it's when we die to ourselves, like Andrew, like what you did, you entered into the fray in Detroit and in Honduras and now at the University of Ohio, you're far from being alone. You know, not only do you have Christ, but then you have all these fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So, I mean, I find it to be a great paradox. I don't I don't know if 
if that makes any sense, but that's that's what I notice in this. I think it's very powerful. It it I think it makes total sense. And um, you know, I'm I'm struck by the imagery, Andrew, of you described the little children down in Honduras. Um, you know, as you guys drop some of your ice cream, they're they're licking the pavement, and of course, that in itself touches our hearts as we listen to that. But there's a great there's a great analogy there. I mean, this is what this is what we do even up here in in our wealthy world. We 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 lick the pavement. Uh, we're, we're we're looking for something, and um, here Christ has a feast for us, and most of us are on the pavement, just you know looking up licking up scraps there's there's this time of great where we where we really do come to understand our great poverty and that only Jesus Christ can meet that that poverty and um it's so exciting just to hear that a young man is being um recognizing your own poverty and then beginning to fill that hole with Christ and the call to go give to others and so pick up the story there is, and you know, you're on a campus now, a, a university campus. Let's talk about the poverty that's there. Let's talk about what you, what you saw as you began your mission life with, with St. Paul's outreach. We'll talk about that ministry in a minute. Years later, what you continue to see, but what is the poverty that's on campuses? Yeah, I was just, you know, walking around and I, I, I saw it in the other students' eyes that they were hungering for something. They, they were poor and I just had a real spiritual sense this is the mission field that I'm calling you to, Andrew. And and it just kind of welled up in my heart with joy and confidence, and and it led me to want to make a difference. I want to make a difference here. I want Jesus to live in me and to use me on this college campus and to help these college students. We, we did a little training a couple, it was last summer, and we put up this word doodle, and we said, to all our missionaries, you know, hundreds of missionaries, what are college students struggling the most with? And the word that came back in the very center, bold, because the most people typed it out, was loneliness. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about this, that the, the grain of wheat, it, it remains alone. And these college students, their, their potential is not being unlocked. Their, their purpose is not being defined. They're, they're alone and living for themselves and we're trying to just help them to live in communion like they're made to live mm. in relationship with God and relationship with one another. And, and that's when, you know, I, so I wanted to make a difference and I got invited up to St. Paul, Minnesota, where SPO was founded and it had been going for about 20 years. And they opened up their training and I went up there and I saw college students who loved the Lord. They, they pray, prayed fervently. They loved one another, these deep, deep relationships, and they shared the same passion that I had. They, they wanted to make a difference, and they actually kind of knew how. Like, SBO was teaching them, here's a way to do it. And so I brought that, I, I went to our, the leader and I said, can we bring this to Ohio State? And he was like, well, we, we haven't expanded anywhere outside of the Twin Cities, but let's go. And and so we, we sent it. And uh, my sister and I came back from that training and the the rest is kind of history. We just started praying and evangelizing, started households, and SPO was born. You know, Devin, um, I'm just I'm seeing my my brother Andrew here with a smile on his face, and joy is always the the fruit of obedience. Joy is always the unmistakable sign that we are we have found communion, and we have um, and we instead of being that 
that grain of wheat that's all by ourselves as we try to live for ourselves. When we die to ourself and we open ourselves to Christ, um, we begin to find and experience uh, a love for others, and um, we become we experience communion and the joy of communion. Isn't isn't Andrew's story beautiful? Oh man, I, I love Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. He's an inspiration. I mean, because really, at the at the end of the day, when you hear your story, Andrew, and what you're doing on the University of Ohio campus, I, I love that where you talk about. What is it that the greatest struggle is that that these you know these hundred missionary missionaries you ask them and they say loneliness is the college student's greatest struggle? I think that's America. I think in fact it's becoming worldwide, especially with the pandemic and the situation we're in right now. But but what causes loneliness? And what causes loneliness is fear. Fear is what keeps us in loneliness, trapped in loneliness, because fear is F-E-A-R. It's it's feelings, emotions, attacking reason. In logic, logos, God is reason. And reason tells us that we've got to, like you say, live in communion with one another, take that risk, and then we overcome the fear. And what are we afraid of? We're always afraid that fear is almost always 100% rooted in some type of potential loss. So the key here is that when when these college students are living in fear, they're afraid of losing their their reputation. They're afraid of losing maybe their self-esteem or maybe being rejected. Whatever it is, they're afraid of loss. And so I think the key to evangelization probably, I don't know, Andrew, if this is a part of what you guys do, but is to help people to really overcome illogical fears that are planted by Satan in the hearts of human beings that are keeping them trapped in their loneliness. I want, to, um, I want to just mention to our listeners that have just joined us that this is Iron Sharpens Iron. We are a Catholic ministry uh, by Catholic men and for Catholic men, helping Catholic men to live the amazing adventure of life in Christ. And right now, um, we have Andrew Kibi with us. Andrew is uh, a missionary with St. Paul's Outreach, uh, and Andrew is an on-fire Catholic man, um, um, living this this adventure, this adver- adventure of faith. And we've been talking, Andrew, again about the loneliness that you and other missionaries with SPO see on college campuses today. I think we all can relate to that. I think we um, are, um, loneliness is prevalent uh, not only at a college campus, it's prevalent in the workforce. It's prevalent for men at any age, we we find men. I, you know, here I'm a financial advisor, my day job, and as I work with clients, uh, executives and professionals of all different kinds, I see this loneliness. It, it it continues to sort of surround and pervade us, and it and and it's because Satan has has tempted us to pursue things other than what God has made us for. Um, how let's let's talk about how do the missionaries begin to to bring students to an awareness of their own loneliness and that Christ is the answer and wants to fill that loneliness. How does how does evangelism um, look on a uh, with SPO on a college campus? Yeah, our our mission is to build missional communities that form lifelong disciples. So we want to build these communities that are on mission and help foster and cultivate these disciples that are going to live long-term and be leaders in the family, in the parish, in the workplace. 
Let me, can I tell a story? Of course. So there's a young man, I was just talking to him a couple weeks ago, and his name is Joseph. And he came to Ohio State not looking to get more involved in his faith. He was looking to, you know, live the college life, have a lot of fun, you know, a lot of success, the friends, everything that you'd kind of imagine college as. Well, he, and he even, he was even a little bit like hostile. That's a kind of a hard word, but one of his, one of his dorm mates got involved with SPO really early in the semester. And he kind of, kind of poked fun of him a little bit like, oh, you're going to go do the church thing. And there was a little bit of that. So anyway, Joseph's in one of these classrooms with 500 kids and one of our students in SPO recognizes him from, you know, the dorms or an outreach event. And he goes and he, he sits by him and he just starts building a friendship with Joseph. And there was just something captivating about this upperclassman reaching down, putting his hand out, shaking it, you know, looking him in the eye and inviting him to some really cool things, you know, whether it's sports, there's some meals, there's some, you know, kind of low entry, low entry level faith events. And he wins Joseph's trust and his curiosity mm. because this, this young man was a really dynamic missionary. He's full of joy and full of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph ends up coming on this retreat that the missionary ret- invites him on to come on one of our retreats. And here we preach the gospel. It's called Fan into Flame. And we present the gospel message in a compelling and powerful way, and and the Holy Spirit moves. And Joseph told me, you know, he was he was really getting anxious going into that retreat. He, he kind of didn't want to go, but he already said he would, and he committed. And so he he comes and and Saturday night after we prayed with him, he's he's sitting there and he says, my my life. He tells his small group, my life's never going to be the same. Mm. He mm-hmm. then moves into household the next year this kind of 24-7 formation of, in a culture with other men, praying together, eating meals together, serving together on mission. You know, that, that morning when he met the student in class, they'd been praying. You know, we want to we be your hands and feet, Jesus, on campus. Lead us. And, and so Joseph's now doing that, and then he becomes a missionary, and then he becomes a novice with a religious brother, brotherhood, and he just made his first vows. He's brother Joseph. And mm-hmm. I was just hearing this story a couple weeks ago, and I'm just like, that's, that's it. That's, that's the fruit of, you know, you kind of look at the whole thing. We meet college students in their loneliness with friendship, earn their trust, and, and invite them slowly into a process where they start to see the gospel lived out, and then they hear about it, and they have a chance to respond. And what happens is they, they respond in, in a magnanimous way. Young people respond with, with everything. And here you have brother Joseph, who's going to spend his life serving the church. And that's where you just, the, the gospel that talks about the fertile soil that produces 30, 60, 100 fold. That's, that's what we're seeing. Amen. You know, I, I'm listening and I'm just, <laughs> it's so exciting to think about, this really just sounds like how Christ called the first disciples. He, he calls them and it's a friendship evangelism. He calls Andrew and Peter, James and John and he doesn't call them to a program. He doesn't call them. He calls them to to communion, to be with him, and to allow him to um, to love them. And and just as this young missionary called Joseph in some sense into a friendship and loved him, loved him into the kingdom, and just as Jesus does that with us, he then wants to then, as we become 
um, excited and filled with his Holy Spirit, filled with him, we then can become the missionaries that he's calling us to be. Devin, you know, I want this for every man that's going to listen to this program. Don't you? I mean, just this understanding of the beauty of the calling of discipleship in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what Andrew said. He said um, they they were given the chance to, or the opportunity to see the gospel and then hear it. You know, this Joseph saw it and then he heard it. So, it, it you know, we kind of get it backwards. You know, I think especially, you know, with the whole Billy Graham crusades and everything, that was awesome. But we tend to think of the gospel as being packaged in preaching, but really first people need to see it and see us embodying Christ's love as Joseph did. And then they're more open to hearing it. Mm -hmm. And then forever, my life will never be the same. As he said, I love that. Yeah. um, Andrew, it's so exciting. Talk a little bit about, I think our listeners will love to hear the fruit over the years um, at Ohio State that SPO has brought forth, the the vocations to the priesthood, the to married life, um, to to single consecrated life. There's there's so much fruit that this ministry can look back and praise God for. Give give uh, give our listeners a sense of that. You know, it's it's really humbling, and you look back and see, yeah, religious, and you see priests and holy families, principals, men and women who are you know leading in parishes. Uh, one of one of our alumni is right now serving the troops overseas and uh, as a chaplain to the Marines and right in the heart of the 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 conflict and the darkness and it's it's incredible to see and and this is just a snapshot Joseph's story is you you hear hundreds and hundreds of stories like this where the their faith is alive and then they have this missionary impulse. They want to go out and serve wherever they are. And that's what we wanted to leave with. And, and I just, I, I've said it a couple of times, it's humbling, Matt, because when I was praying about this, I was reflecting on all these faces and it was moving me to tears this morning, just how much I've seen. And, and I just heard the Lord say, you didn't do this, Andrew. I did this. Yeah. And that's, that's what this is all about. Cause sometimes we can get kind of caught up in our, our thing and, and Matt, I'm just as convicted as I've ever been. This isn't me. This is Jesus working through me. And I all really, all I've given is a yes. I, I really want you to work, Jesus. Will you do it? That's, that's it, a yes. And then he's done all this. I look at our blessed mother and I think of her yes. Look at how through the centuries that yes has resounded. Look at the fruit as we look at the universal church. Her yes has brought a loud Christ to to build his kingdom and um what what if the men that are listening right now what if they what if they said yes and you know some of the men listening are really back where um you know they're they're still searching they're still um if you're listening and you're you're a man that's still trying to figure out where to find purpose and meaning in your life life with a capital L you're looking for that kind of life I think our invitation here at, at this program, Iron Sharpens Iron, is is you will find your life as you die to yourself and open your heart to Christ um, in his church, in the beauty of his sacraments, as you can encounter him there. 
Um, but he has so much more for us, uh, as you're hearing. He has a, a calling in our lives, a, a purpose that is so heroic and so beautiful. Devin, give, give men that are at the beginning of the journey and give men that maybe are ready to, uh, we've got just a couple of minutes before, uh, before we need to close, but give some men some, 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 some context in which to think about their own journey, both opening themselves to Christ and then becoming instruments and vessels that pour his grace out into others. Yeah, well, I, I think that Jesus was the master of choosing people who were completely unworthy of being, you know, as, as Peter says, ministers of God's manifold grace. And so the first thing is, is that even if you have failed, that does not mean you're a failure. If you have sinned, it doesn't define you as a sinner. God's grace is more powerful than you can ever imagine. So the first step is just to simply get on your knees and give your life over to Jesus. It's just that simple. And then beginning like today, taking those little risks, you don't have to know the Bible. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to any of that. You just have to have a heart that wants to follow Jesus. So ask him for an opportunity just to share his love, just to share his presence, which means service, you know, a way to just be a smile to someone, hold the door for someone, but seriously be there for someone who is in need. But it it takes risk and it's all around us. But Lord, give me the eyes to see it. Give me the eyes to see where you want me to be a messenger and vessel of grace for you. Mm. But it begins with us getting over our inferiority complexes and and our, our, our fear of being a loser. In fact, I think some of the greatest successes in the world, the most successful people I know, have failed numerous, countless times almost, but yet they never gave up. Yeah. I think about your missionaries, Andrew, as we kind of close today this program, and I think... You know, your missionaries are simply living the gospel as they get up each day. You know, Lord, put me in the path of people that you want me to be Christ for. Let them see you in me. Get me out of the way and let them see Jesus. Amen. And I think that my prayer for everyone listening is let's let's have eyes to see the poverty out there and in here, which we've been talking about. And let's invite Jesus there and Bring, he, he brings hope. He is our hope. Men, all of you listening, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been Iron Sharpens Iron, a program you know by Catholic men uh, for Catholic men. I'm Matt Palmer, one of your co-hosts here with Catholic Men's Ministry. Devin Shad, Fathers of St. Joseph, our other co-host. We've been so blessed today to be joined by Andrew Kibi with SPO, St. Paul's Outreach. Andrew, thanks. Men, have a great day. God bless. Let's live the adventure and open our hearts to our Lord and Savior. God bless.